0: Hello everyone and mm-hmm. welcome to episode 21 of the Lacrosse Word Podcast. Uh, today here with me I have Sister Erica Leland. How are you doing, Sister Leyland?
1: I'm great, Sam. Good to see not see you. Here <laughs> from <laughs>
0: Sure. Good to good to hear from you too. Um so just getting right off into our episode. Uh, what motivates and inspires you? Why
1: do you get up in the morning? Okay, so I don't love getting up in the morning. In fact, it's the worst. (laughs) I love to sleep. So, um, I'm definitely a night owl and I like to sleep in, but, um, what motivates me though, to get out of bed is to fulfill the responsibilities that I have, whether that's being a mom or things with my job or, what have you, Um, but it's mostly my responsibilities as a mom, probably, and fulfilling that, so um, it's definitely a great thing, so.
0: Sure, I will say I appreciate your honesty, because almost every single person makes up a response, and it's like, I love getting up in the mornings, but I can finally get on your level of (laughs) (laughs) waking up in the morning sucks, even if you're a morning person, like, (laughs) It's
1: terrible.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In your life, how have you confirmed the teachings and doctrine of the church?
1: Well, um, one thing I think that confirms it for me is I have always felt like Heavenly Father knows me and loves me. And he wants what's best for me. I think that has been a very um, fortunate spiritual gift that I've had Um, just that knowledge because I, you know, I didn't really have a great relationship with my dad. And so I felt lacking in that, but I felt um, just that love and um, the attention, I guess, from my heavenly father. And I felt that closeness and it has gotten me through many things. Um, uh, a lot of times if I feel sad or feel insecure or, um, what have you, or whatever I'm facing at that time, that knowledge and core belief that heavenly father is there and loves me and is interested in me and wants the best things for me that just helps me move forward and um i think it's for me the foundation of the gospel for me um so
0: sure thank you um i was told sometimes i get some anonymous tips um I was told that maybe you've had some because uh, you grew up in the D.C. area. Uh, what what are some of your experiences? I mean, that's very different from being in lacrosse and And what's your experience of of having a church life in Washington, D.C.?
1: OK, so um, D.C., um, I grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland, which um, is right next to Kensington, Maryland, which is where the Washington, D.C. temple is. And in Silver Spring, we were five minutes away from um, Washington, D.C. proper. So um, we are really close. So I just say I'm from Washington, D.C. to everyone. And I think I am a city girl through and through. You know, I I went on the metro by myself um, in high school all the time for doctor's appointments. Um, I... um, I didn't love riding the bus, I will say that. The city bus, it wasn't my favorite, but um, the metro was awesome. Um, I know, I learned how, when I was learning to drive, you know, how you're, well, I don't know if they do this here, it's not required, but In Maryland, it was definitely required that you get on the highway. And it was my second time behind the wheel with my instructor. We had to get on the Beltway around D.C. And notorious, like the Beltway is notorious just for crazy traffic. I mean, fast, crazy drivers, nothing like you would see here. It'd be stuff like maybe people would be used to in Chicago. It's worse than even Minneapolis. So anyway, it was very scary, but, um, I was able to do that. And I feel like I become a great driver because of my experience from that. Um, I also, um, went to a high school that was very diverse. Um, any ethnicity, any culture, I mean, you name it, it was in my high school and, um, I would say that I was a minority there. Um, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Um, so I was exposed to lots of different cultures. I was exposed to a lot of different foods as well, because, um, where I lived is actually, um, right next to Wheaton, Maryland, which is where I lived when, um, uh, Nick and I were in DC with little kids, but, um, Anyway, it is known for all the restaurants of different cultures and countries, you know, like you could get Ethiopian or El Salvadorian or um, Japanese. And my mom loved this Greek restaurant, you know, so um, I was exposed to a lot of those things. Um, Also in church, um, church was kind of different than maybe other churches. There was a more liberal um, point of view, just because we li- I lived in the DC area. There were different types of views, and um, there were people who were more liberal and some who were very um, conservative. But I got exposed to all of that, and I really value that. I value that open-minded um, appreciation for others and their opinions. And um, so I think I was exposed to that early on from living in, a, um, in such a intense and diverse area. So I loved, I loved growing up there. I'm very proud of it, and um, it's a part of who I am. Sure.
0: Um, Genealogy is important in the church. What do you know about your name and family history?
1: Okay. So um, my maiden name is Shank. And one interesting tidbit is that um, the name of my, um, my, the spelling of my name, I'm sorry. So the spelling of my name now is S-C-H-A-N-K. And if um, it has German and Swedish, not Swedish, not Swedish, Swiss, (laughs) German and Swiss um, heritage in it. So if you say it like a German, it would be Schank. That's how S-C-H-A-N-K would be pronounced. So the actual way that it was spelled once upon a time, like a hundred years ago, um, was S-C-H-E-N-K. And that is how you say Shank in German. And um, my grandfather, though, um, so my family migrated to Providence, Providence? I think Providence, Utah. It's in the Logan area. If, if I got the name wrong, I'm sorry. yeah Yeah. anyway um that's where the shanks went to and um my grandfather moved from there to rural nevada um and everyone would pronounce it shink because s-c-h-e-n-k so americans tend to think that would be pronounced shink and he hated it and my um grandfather was a clerk, not a clerk, but he had some sort of government position and authority. So he decided to change our name. I don't even, I don't know if it was an official thing where he changed our name, but he changed the spelling to A and K, um, and so now it's Shank. And anyway, it's just kind of an interesting little thing, but. Um, a lot of my heritage is from um, England and Ireland and German. Um, And one interesting thing is some of my um, ancestors uh, lived in the places that Nick served his mission. So that was kind of a fun little tidbit when Nick told me about um, his mission. Just like, oh, that's cool. My great, great grandmother lived there or whatever. So anyway. Yep. Is that, is that good?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, some of those things were already pretty unique, uh, but what would you say is something that is unique about you?
1: There are lots of things unique about me. Um, I, you know, I thought about this earlier and I've already forgotten what I feel is unique about me, but um, there are several things that I love about myself that I, that might be unique is i love that i'm tall i love being tall um it is a part of my identity um i love that and hey by the way my name is spelled e-r-i-k-a and for those i try to remind them because erica is normally spelled with a c but i have no c in my name and um k's are taller than c's and i'm a tall girl so you'll remember spell my name with a K because I am tall. Anyway, Um, I also I'm unique in the sense too that I, this is what I was going to say, is that I am very open about my mental health and people around me. Um, not very many people love to talk about that. Um, it is in the past been a big faux pas to talk about it. Um, but I am very open and probably overshare. But um, I have found though that talking about those sort of things has um, opened the dialogue for other people to talk to me and to, we can share experiences and I can share my knowledge of things that I've learned and I've experienced. So I feel like by being open about those sort of things and feeling comfortable with sharing, um, I've been definitely able to open the door and even helped other people in some ways. So, and they've helped me in return. So, um, I don't know if that's totally unique, but it's something.
0: Sure. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for sharing for all those questions. Um, so from here, we'll go straight to our rapid fire segment. Uh, so if you could serve a mission anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I was listening to some of the other people in the podcast and like where they serve their missions. I think it would be really fun to serve in Europe. I know it's, but it's a hard mission because, um, there aren't very many baptisms, not very many people respond, but, um, I think I would just love to be in the culture of the European, you know, so like France would just be so interesting. Italy would be beautiful. I mean, um, Germany, Nick has talked a lot about that and talked it up. Um, And one thing is is Andy Matthews, who's my nephew, um, is in Leeds, England. And I'm like, that would be so cool to go to Leeds, England, you know, or, ireland you know so i realized that wasn't a very specific answer but anyway it's my answer nonetheless
0: so. sure i will say uh today this question has a double application because okay. i was scrolling through my instagram this morning yeah. and the lbs living account posted the exact same question on their instagram no, really yeah the oh. exact same i don't well,
1: know look so- at that
0: you're just in tune. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I consider maybe going into some lawsuits, and maybe I'll talk with. Uh, oh yeah. About that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 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 do you have a favorite word?
1: Um, I was thinking about what if you would ask this too, because other people can't often think of them on the top of their head. But um, I was thinking yesterday. I really like the word curmudgeon. Curmudgeon is, is, just, it's a great word because um, it really exemplifies um, a certain characteristic or mood of someone. Um, just curmudgeon is somebody who is stuck in their ways or unwilling to participate or um, grumpy and not go with the flow. And it means all of those sort of things, but anyway, it's just a kind of fun word. I actually don't even know. I couldn't even tell you how to spell it, um, you know, but anyway. <laughs> I, I, I could make a guess, but then I'd probably look silly. So let's not ask me that part, okay? Sure. <laughs>
0: um... I think, I think we need to use this word more in our family because uh, I think every single person at some point in our house every single day has some form of curmudgeon in their mood. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. I often tell my kids, don't be a curmudgeon. You know, like, you need to try it out. You need to, you know, try this new thing or, you know participate in your school stuff you know so I use it a lot anyway
0: Uh, what's a place you've been that you would recommend to others
1: um let's see I I mean there I love beaches and those sort of things um I love the the way the sand feels and the ocean and all of that um but one of the places that Um, I was very in awe of was the Grand Canyon Um, we went when we had let's see Evie was a baby I mean she was probably like eight months old maybe and we went Nick was hilarious Nick I mean I don't know if he wants me to share this but I will he is afraid of heights not like I mean, not just like simple heights, but like really high heights. And so the Grand Canyon stressed him out so bad with our kids being near the edge. Like he wouldn't let them anywhere near the edge. And it was just funny. But, um, but they have this um, walkway that you can go out. It has a plexiglass or plastic or glass. I don't know. A clear floor. That you can look down so you're going over the edge and you can look down below yeah he completely panicked on that but um the grand canyon though is just amazing it's just awe inspiring and um just remarkable that heavenly father um i mean that that could be created it's just astounding to me um and it's so beautiful it's so beautiful I just I love being in nature and experiencing those sort of things and that one though is breathtaking in the sense that it's just unbelievable you know but so I'd recommend that one I suppose
0: sure uh if you had
1: to play Mm -hmm. one sport what sport would it be so um growing up I played um, softball since, like, I was a third grader. I played it all the way through high school. Um, I loved softball. It was so fun. I, I was a really good hitter. And um, I could really do some power um, cleanup sort of hits but it was funny. If I hit the ball, I hit it hard and fast and it went long, but then otherwise I'd strike out. <laughs> so I didn't really have any in-betweens, but, um, but I love softball very much. And of course I never was on a team that was, a you know, like a championship team, but, um, I had fun with that. I also played, um, basketball, Um, I started in actually in DC. I don't know if they do this anymore, but we had a um, our ward, well, our stake had a basketball league, so we would play other wards on Saturdays. And um, anyway, Kensington Ward won the Washington DC stake um championships in 1993. It was very exciting. (laughs) So, in case you were wondering. But, um, I really enjoyed those sports. I was never particularly uh, amazing at them, but, um, I was able to be captains of those teams and I loved that leadership role. I loved, um, participating. Now I have a bad knee and, um, there's no way some of those things will happen. You know, running is not an option (laughs) for me, but, um, but yeah, I, I would say softball more than anything. I just, I really enjoy it. So anyway, I've played, I've enjoyed playing whistle ball with my family. So that's the extent of what I've done recently, but. Sure, sure.
0: Uh, I, I will say okay. on your comment about hitting, um, if I hit a ball, I either hit it uh, strong and yeah. then the ball goes like three feet or I strike out. So I don't have like the long fantastic strides. It's just it doesn't amount to much regardless of if I do anything. So
1: that's frustrating. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because it's very because when you hit the ball, and it goes far, and you know, it's so satisfying. It's just really just so satisfying. So I can imagine that's probably very frustrating. Because I know I I struck out all of the time you know, too, because I would go for things too high often. So, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, in order, what cities have you lived in? Oh, buckle up, friends. This is a long one. Um, okay, so I was born in Las Vegas. And then when I was six, my parents got divorced. And so I moved with my mom to Maryland, to Silver Spring, Maryland. And then I went to, um, I'd also visit my dad. So every summer I'd go to Las Vegas. And actually I'd visit my dad and my sister, Deanna, who's also in the ward. So um, I'd go back to Las Vegas every summer and Christmas. So yeah. Um, Anyway, and then when I graduated, I went to BYU. So I lived in Provo. And then Nick and I got married and we moved to, we lived in Maryland for a summer. Then we moved back to Provo, finished school. Then Nick got into um, a law school in Pittsburgh. So we lived in Pittsburgh for a year and see, this is actually like, I'm really stretching my memory here. Okay. So we were in Pittsburgh for a year. And then um, we went back to Provo. And he was going to go back to school there, but it didn't pan out. And so he got a job in Maryland, in the DC area. So we moved to Maryland, and he ended up going to law school at Georgetown. So we stayed in Maryland for probably, I don't know, five or six years. And then once he graduated law school, he went to get his economics degree, um, graduate degree um, at Iowa State in Ames, Iowa. We were there for several years, and then we went to New Mexico, where he was an assistant district attorney in New Mexico. In Alamogordo, I do not recommend it. I, I met some nice people, but it's not a fun place to live. Anyway, and then we went from there. We came to Trumpolo, um, Wisconsin, and then we took a little hiatus to Oklahoma City for a year, and then we came back to Holman, and we've been at Holman ever since 2016, and I, we don't plan on moving, so let's hope. I am, like, an expert at moving, but I hate every single move, like, it's the worst, and, um, the Robinsons are just moving this past week, and I went over to, um, their house to help clean up, and, um, Allison and I were just commiserating just how awful moving is. It's the worst experience, but some uh, sometimes a necessity. So we've moved a lot. So there <laughs> you go. Uh,
0: what's a time when you've laughed really hard?
1: <laughs> okay, so living with Nick. Um, Nick is a very funny guy. Sometimes he's so very not funny. Like... He's trying to be funny, but it's painful. So there are definitely those times. Um, he, there are times though where he, he really gets me laughing. And if I laugh really, really hard, I sometimes I've blacked out, like just for a couple minutes, like a couple seconds, where everything goes black because I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. But um, there was one time um, we were sitting in Barnes and Noble. The two of us, we were on a fancy date to Barnes and Noble because, you know, that's what the cool kids do. And um, anyway, he was, as you know, well, well, I don't know if people know, but Nick loves board games and he wants to own every single board game that ever existed for. I mean, not really, but, you know, but kind of. Anyway, um, he was telling me about another new game. And... um, (laughs) the thing is is he tells me these games and tells me the premise of these games as if I am actually listening and or care because a lot of these games they all blend together for me and I don't know what he's talking about half the time and I just am listening and trying to be supportive and everything and I'm like give me the sum up and he said Erica this game is supposed to be really fun And I lost it. Because uh, isn't that the point of all games is to be really fun? And um, anyway, I lost it because first of all, one, I was tired. Two, it was ridiculous, you know, because of course games are you know, supposed to be fun. And three, it's like the eight hundredth time I've ever heard him say it. You know, like he says it all the time about every game. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I just I lost, I blacked out in the Barnes and Noble. Nick I was laughing so hard and then all of a sudden apparently I stopped laughing and my head slumped over. I didn't fall or anything, but Nick just Erica, Erica What's going on? You know? And I came to and I'm like, oh my gosh, Nick, you're such an idiot. I'm like, I can't believe you said that. Anyway. So there have been lots of times. I don't think Nick is an idiot. That's not let's be clear. But um, yeah, there have been lots of times where Nick has really gotten me to laugh. That is probably not even funny to anyone else besides me, but you know. <laughs> That's just, you know, every once in a while, he'll get one, he'll nail it. And he really gets me to laugh. And you know what? It's hard to get me to laugh like that. But when I do, I really laugh. So he loves that. That's like, that's like his high is when he gets me to laugh. So it happens a lot, though. So (laughs) I will say right at
0: the beginning of this question, you noted sometimes he strikes out and then joke like isn't funny. But yeah. that is the most relatable thing, because anytime someone tries to crack a joke, there's a chance that it might not go through. Yeah. And I have to deal with that, because if I'm on a podcast and I make a bad joke that no one likes, <laughs> it's like the
1: stakes are higher for me. Yeah. So <laughs>
0: well,
1: it reminded me to like... Um, Brother Marconi, when he did his podcast and he was giving you all those puns, some of those puns went over your head. You didn't catch them right away. But um, I am so used to that because Nick is like the king of dad jokes, you know, and actually he's teaching Caden. Caden is the worst with dad jokes. I mean, the worst. And so he's teaching him well and the dad jokes and the puns and all those things. I think it's just... Some some guys are just full of them and can really dish them out. So definitely, and at those ones, I just roll my eyes. I don't even laugh at, you know. I'm like, oh gosh, you know. But anyway, so anyway, okay. I'm I'm apparently very long winded. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um,
0: what's your favorite activity to do in the lacrosse area?
1: Um, two. Um, I really love, um, going to Riverside Park. I, I mean, only though when the weather's nice, (laughs) when it's like scorching hot, it's not fun. But, um, I love going in the spring and fall, especially just going by the river and walking along the whole river and talking and enjoying myself and seeing the birds and different things and people watching. I really love that. And then um, going through the botanical gardens and even beyond when they, I don't know what the name of that path is, but it goes behind Oktoberfest grounds. Anyway, I think actually Sam, you and I went on the walk around there i don't it, know if this sounds familiar yeah
0: yeah
1: so um i really enjoy those things um there but there are times when the mosquitoes are bad and i don't enjoy it like seven there's a place called seven bridges that is over by trumpolo and it's beautiful so there's seven as you can imagine seven bridges well actually there's six because the seventh one um it collapsed and is rotting or whatever. But anyway, um, they're all in a row. And sometimes though you have to go like when the weather is just barely turning nice because otherwise it's just full of mosquitoes. Um, but but that is really beautiful. And I love to the quarry hike, which the Heisee family introduced me to. I love that quarry hike on top of um the bluff, the grand beyond granddad bluff, but um, I love it. It's just so beautiful. You get a little bit of everything. Like you get the Aspen trees, you get the the wooded forest, you get um, wildflowers and rocks and um, all of it. It's just, it's so beautiful. And then you get to see the big green of Wisconsin. I love that. So, oh, I love nature. Can you tell? <laughs> but I don't love bugs. That's the one thing. I hate bugs and I hate being too hot. So,
0: anyway. So, uh, just a quick clarifying question on that seven, uh, the seven okay. bridges thing in Trumplo. Okay. So uh-huh. is, are those, you said they're like right by each other. Is there like a path that you take or yeah. they like
1: spread out a bit? No, no the, it's just one long path. So it's basically, it's in a marshy part. It's an offshoot of, um, the Mississippi. So there's this marshy area. And, um, so there are seven bridges in a row. So there's a pathway in between each of the bridges. So you just pretty much go straight and you'll go across each bridge and it will tell you when you cross a bridge, it'll tell you how far the next one is. I think if you do all of them, it's like three miles, I think. It's not super, maybe it's three miles round trip even. I don't. Three is sticking out in my mind, but um, it's not terribly long, but and it's flat, so um, it's definitely doable. Like for my, I have a bad knee, like I mentioned, so it's flat and very um, easy to do for those who struggle with up and down and rocks and stuff. So. sure,
0: there were some other covered bridges that my dad tried to find a few years ago, and no one had heard about them, but he had watched a random video on Netflix that was like a documentary oh, yeah. about these bridges that were in Tripoli. <laughs> so, we'll need to like clarify, see if we're talking about the same thing because we have a very no, interesting these, story
1: about that. So, these are okay. not covered.
0: Oh, they're, they're not. not? Okay.
1: No, they're not covered. Okay. No, not one of them. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway.
0: We'll have to so check it's those not out those ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what's a positive childhood memory that
1: you have? Um... I do have lots of positive, um, I mean, I think we all have some negative too. Let me think of a good positive. Um, this, this seems silly, but, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, so like I said, my parents got divorced and, um, I was also the youngest of my siblings, um, all my other siblings are considerably older than I am. So Deanna Matthews is the oldest and I'm the youngest, even though I have the gray hair and she doesn't, but let's, let's be clear. I don't know if she doesn't really have no gray hair, but anyway, (laughs) um, uh, what was I saying? I was oh I remember. Um, so when my family like when my family was young and my older siblings growing up, they went to Disneyland a lot. Um, and I had only been to Disneyland one time um, when we lived in Las Vegas, so it was close by. And I know that sounds so spoiled, but um, anyway, I had never been in my older years like my older siblings had it had come up in a conversation so I asked my mom I'm like before I'm I've graduated can you take me to Disney World and she promised this to me like when I was like 10 you know or something because others were talking about that and anyway um, I held her to it and she My the summer after my junior year of high school and before my senior year, she took me and my um, next oldest brother is eight years older than I am. So I was 17 or 16. And so that would make him 24. He came he was single at the time, too. So he came with me and my mom and my stepfather and we went to Disney World and it was so fun. It was nice being older and be- being able to enjoy all the rides and to do those things. But I really um, grew to um, appreciate being with my brother too, as an older kid, you know, and experiencing that with him. But anyway, does that count? I mean, I was sixteen, so
0: <laughs> I I think so. Um, okay. <laughs> what what is your go to seat in the chapel?
1: well I'm sure everybody knows it's the second row in the middle you know we're just we have to be in the front um why do we have to be in the front I don't know I just like to be able to see um and hear that's I think those are the two main factors and also Deanna and Jeff Matthews um sat there with their kids growing up so Um, Jeff is often gone with um, his steak business but Deanna is often sitting there by herself so we would come and join her and that's just where it's always been since then so we often take up the second row. Um,
0: I will say that that second row um, or specifically all the, the middle rows are the most fun to pass sacrament in um, just because they're really fun. So you're contributing to like the best area to pass out. Oh, well
1: thank you. It's um, not the
0: easiest, but it's like fun. No. And they <laughs> they give you like tactical training. Um and they're like <laughs> communicate with the other person on the other side, but you can't say anything, so just like right. have some hand symbols or something. But it's lots right. of fun to go there. That's, but
1: <laughs> uh, is it fun now with COVID though? And each each one being separated or is it more tedious having to go through that whole bench in between rows
0: I still think it's pretty fun but okay, I don't.
1: okay cool <laughs> um, um
0: if you could start a business what would you sell
1: um i've thought about this just i often think of like my family okay sorry back up two steps um my my family is full of entrepreneurs so my mom and my stepfather started a business my parents before they got divorced had a business together um my so diana started her own business of accounting and then jeff had his own um dental practice and then my brothers they did their own thing so, so anyway my family's full of entrepreneurs. So I've often felt like, okay, I got to start a business, you know, like, that's just kind of always been in the back of my mind. But the things that I would start a business for are like, not worth it. Because, okay, so I would do, I love sewing. And so I used to make sock monkeys all of the time. Um, It's something that helps my anxiety, like when I have nervous energy, I create these sock monkeys, I went through that phase. Now I go through I'm doing quilting, I make masks and do different things like that. So um, but the thing is, is you spend so much time and fabric is not cheap. So, um, you know, it's not worth it to sell it because nobody's gonna buy a quilt for like $400, you know, like, that's crazy and um so anyway but I guess it would be quilting if somebody did that and I could be paid to make quilts all the time I would love that that would be so fun but yeah alas that is not in the cards but if anybody wants me to make a quilt for him I will if if you pay for all the supplies so there you go
0: do you charge like a little extra for a service just a little service charge
1: Yeah, i, I need a, a plate of something tasty you know? <laughs> i don't know i i've never i've never done anything like that for anybody besides the gift so anyway but if they pay for the supplies then definitely you know i wouldn't mind doing that that would be fun so yeah that's the most expensive part about quilting is the supplies. The fabric is not cheap. And um so that's one of the big factors. Sure. Uh,
0: would would you rather live urban or rural?
1: So um I okay, so I like in between. That's kind of what I feel Holman is. Um that's where we live right now is in Holman um so growing up in DC like I said I was a city girl um Nick Nick was also a city boy he grew up in the heart of Pittsburgh like in the city um and um but I think he just always wanted to live um in wide open spaces and not near people and all those things so when we first moved here, we, um, bought a house in Trempello and Trempolo is a small town, probably, I don't know, like 1500 people, maybe. Um, it's only 10 minutes away from Holman, but, um, it's definitely just, I mean, a little community, it's 10 minutes further than everything else. And it's, you know, like you can't just hop out and go, to the store real quick and go grab some, you know, butter or whatever. Um, You actually have to plan it out a little bit more. And um, I don't love that. I did love our yard there, but I am so glad that we live in Holman where we are close to grocery stores. We're close to quick trips because we need a quick, quick trip. Trumpello doesn't have a quick trip. Can you believe it? Oh goodness. No, I know. I know. So Holman has two. So, you know, we're just spoiled here, but, um, but I do like this in between and Nick and I were able to find the house where we're at now. We live, um, across the street from the high school, um, Holman high school. And, but the nice thing is, is we live so close to everything in Holman. We're right in the city, but we have a full acre of land and so and we are kind of enclosed like the trees block the main street and we have trees um against the sides of blocking those neighbors we do have an open backyard where we share a lawn with our back neighbor they're a little scary let's be real he is i don't know just super creepy He sneaks up on me and he says, hey, Erica, (laughs) it's creepy, (laughs) but he reminds me of the property lines. He's done it like four times now, reminding us where our property lines are. I don't know if we keep crossing them or what the problem is exactly, but he sure wants me to know. (laughs) But anyway, I'm sure everybody has some sort of neighbor that is a little nosy, but um. But yeah, I think that we found the best of both worlds um, with this house, because it has that rural feel, because we have this land all around us. But I feel close enough to the city and to stores and all the things that I feel connected with people. And that's important to me. So I think both. Sure. Did you like that really long-winded answer? That was a long-winded answer. <laughs> sure. I'm really it's- good at
0: <laughs> it's really okay if i'm yeah. like fine to keep on going really okay. <laughs> um i will say uh when you're talking about your house in O. Um, I mean, I didn't make it out there much because Trumplo, right? Um, right. But I do remember this gigantic snack cupboard. uh, And that's the only (laughs) thing I remember is it was just like this closet and like you could walk in and there were just snacks all around.
1: It was Um, huge. (laughs) It was a huge walk-in type closet that was a pantry right behind the kitchen. The house though that's the thing that house was built weird everything was in a weird location so but yeah there's this random pantry that was huge but yeah that's funny that you remember that that
0: (laughs) That was was, yeah that was my favorite place in the house so
1: (laughs) (laughs) not surprising (laughs) uh
0: if you start in a movie what genre would it be
1: um so does this mean like what am I what I like or what I am like and would most likely star in? That's the question. Do I have to decide that myself? Uh sure, yeah. I like rom-coms definitely. I love a good romance, you know. I would definitely be in Emma or Pride and Prejudice. That would be my favorite. So some period, historical fiction, romance, totally my thing. So there you go. <laughs> uh,
0: if you had to live in one decade forever, what decade would that be?
1: Um, I don't know. Um, I There are lots of parts to everything or every decade of my life that I've enjoyed. But I think seriously, Regency England, I mean, like, if we had, like, running water, if, if I could do Regency England, like, that time period, I'd want running water and, like, you know, really good amenities that way, <laughs> like, toiletries, that sort of thing, and deodorant, and, you know, those sort of things, but I would love to live in that time period, you know, and, be really interesting but of course it'd be in the I'd want to be in the rich part so I don't know sorry this is getting weird this answer (laughs) um I also love the 80s 80s are just they're so fun and that was a fun time in my life and I love a lot of 80s music so um yeah so maybe the 80s would be a better answer so
0: uh, so I know you play violin, um, and I want to hear a bit about that, but um, the question that I have for people who I usually don't know what instrument they have played uh, is, have you ever played a musical instrument?
1: So um, to be a shank, we had to play the piano, and we had to play another instrument as well. So I grew up playing the piano. Um, I... Can I quit, though, um, once high school ended. I was very, very busy, like, with sports and different things. So um, music got put off a little bit to the side. So I didn't – I can play some hymns, but not all of them. And when people sing with me, I cannot play at the same time. I get so flustered. But, and I can play a lot of primary songs and those things on the piano. Um, But yeah, I played violin starting in fourth or third, third or fourth grade and I was really good. I did a really good job. Um, I played all the way until my senior year and um, then I quit after that like going to college and stuff I just didn't keep up with it and so I've forgotten a lot of things and with violin you learn to have good tone um, over time so coming back to it you just don't have the same tone quality so it sounds more like a dying cat than you know than you want it to so anyway I've lost a lot of that I can I can play the music I just don't sound very good so, anyway but yeah even up to this point like I'll play them play music around the house sometimes like play the piano and I have several songs that I love to play that the kids will hum along with or whatever but for the most part like violin though I don't always just pick it up to play so anyway
0: uh if you grew a garden <laughs> what would your main crop be
1: um, not food because I'm terrible at it. Um, I love flowers that I've been somewhat successful with my flowers this year. Um, that is more of what I'm into. Um, I have, so for mother's day, a couple years ago, Nick made me, um, Nick is really handy with wood and stuff. And, um, so he made me some planter boxes, because we have a really big deck, a back deck, and a side deck that's kind of a small one but so, I have these planter boxes all along my deck, and I love to keep beautiful flowers in it, and they make me smile it's just it's again that nature thing like I just it brings me joy, and um I've learned that um it's better to buy things that I love. I used to buy things that were cheap, you know, but now I buy flowers that I love and, um, and that bring me joy and I just enjoy it all summer long and take care of them. And um, anyway, um, I love that. I've learned more tricks and different things to keep things healthy and, um, to keep them to grow and all those sort of things. So, um, I really enjoyed that. Uh,
0: do you have any fun traditions?
1: Um, I mean, we always, we have different traditions like around Christmas or whatever. Um, Nick is diehard about traditions. I mean, everything has to be just a certain way. Um, For me, it's not this, like, I don't need that as much, but um, one tradition I really love is not centered around Christmas, but it's centered around birthdays. So um, one thing we do is we, um, the night before somebody turns, um, you know, night before their birthday, um, we put the kids to bed and then we print signs just little um, eight and a half by 11 signs. So I will print things that the kids love, like whatever TV show they're into or whatever games they're into or funny little sayings or things that we talk about or laugh about. And I put them all around the house, like the living room and some in their bedroom and we put balloons up and everything. And it's for everyone's birthday and it's just something they expect. And sometimes I'm like, mom's not going to tuck you in tonight. And they're like, oh, okay, mom, wink, wink. We know what you're going to do, you know? So anyway, but it's always fun and everybody loves it, I think. So I love it. It's a fun thing.
0: I have always seen this up in your house and yeah. I love the explanation. They are yeah. very fun and I love it too. So oh, well, good. <laughs> good yeah it is fun so uh what's one life lesson that you've learned
1: um recently that I cannot control people I have a need to control things in my life I mean that is I think a natural thing that everybody wants to be in control of their lives at all times and I can't always control things around me. Um, and that's okay. And I've, it's taken a long time to get to a place where I can say that I can't control these things. This is something that they control. And um, I need to find a way to either A, be okay with it, B remove myself from that situation and set boundaries or C burn it to the ground. No, I'm kidding. Um, but you know, like I've, I've just, it's kind of a hard thing, a hard lesson to learn because I want to fix people and, and make them better and make them choose the right choice, you know, (laughs) and I can't always do that. And And I'm learning that with my kids. I learned that with relationships with people around me. And um, I wish that I knew how to do that better, but it's something that has helped me recently just kind of recognize like, okay, I can't control the situation. These are the things that I can control and I'll work on those. And I'll set boundaries for the things I can't, can't control. So anyway.
0: That's a good sentiment. Uh, if you could speak one language, what language would
1: it be? Probably German. Um, reason being, Nick is desperate for me to talk um, in a foreign language with him. Nick is, I mean, there are several things he's obsessed with, but languages is one of them. He has, that's actually, not kidding, it's one of his spiritual gifts. Like, he is so good at learning languages mm-hmm. he just he gets concepts he absorbs them like he's been teaching himself Russian recently so like um at Riverside Park there's this um what is that called it's like this little coliseum it's a teeny tiny little gazebo slash it has pillars I don't know if you remember but it has uh, on it there's Russian lettering at the top in gold And he just starts reading it. And, you know, Russian is not A, B, C, D. It's a completely different characters. Um, Some are similar, but most of them aren't. And he just picks it up and does all those. He just, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But I am not gifted that way. I learned some French growing, like in school, but um, did terrible. Um, I learned some um, sign language So I did that at BYU But again haven't been using it So of course that kind of goes away But um, I, I would love to speak German with Nick He he would love that too Especially because I butcher the Accent like <laughs> butcher How words are said And I do it on purpose just to annoy him So um, <laughs> But if I knew how to do it I think he would love that, and it would bring him joy, and if it brought him joy, it'd bring me joy, too, so German.
0: I would ask, um, when people say they speak languages, which we haven't had yet, uh, other than English, I would ask to hear some of it, Uh, but since you said you might speak a bit of ASL, uh, that doesn't quite work. (laughs) Uh,
1: Not the same, no, not really, but... Yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> no problem. Uh, spicy or mild food?
1: Um, medium. Um, I like spice. I enjoy it, but I don't want it to be so spicy that I'm sweating and my mouth is on fire. Um, but I do enjoy something spicy. I like that kick. I like the flavor that it gives. But when it's so hot and you lose the flavor, that's when I'm like, eh, no thanks. So medium and definitely a medium girl. Sure. Uh, what are some of your
0: favorite foods that are, are medium spice?
1: Well, salsa. I love <laughs> salsa. Um, pico de gallo is one of my very favorite foods. But my all-time favorite food, are you going to ask about a dessert later?
0: Yes, I am.
1: Yep. Okay, okay. then I'll save that one. <laughs> but yeah, definitely... Um, that my stepfather was an amazing cook. He grew up in New Orleans and he has Creole heritage and so he cooks some amazing Creole food oh, and he would add spice or if we didn't have spice to it he'd always put a bottle of crystal hot sauce which is Louisiana's special hot sauce and he would instead of calling it crystal he'd call it crystal because that's how they say it in New Orleans. So. <laughs> Anyway, but um I grew up with some spicy food. My mom did not tolerate spicy food, so he made it medium all the time. but I loved it. I loved it. so
0: is there a current celebrity you would like to meet?
1: Not really. I don't know. I'm not things like that don't excite me so much. Um, people like my kids ask me, who's your favorite celebrity? And the one person I would say I have a Hollywood crush sort of thing is Harry Connick Jr. He's, he's not like the most handsome of the handsomes, but that's not why I like him. I like him because he has the most beautiful voice. He's just very talented and I love the way he sounds when he sings. So, and he seems fun. He's also from New Orleans so he seems like he'd be a fun one to meet but yeah there you go yeah
0: my my father and I are hardcore Harry Connick fans but my dad is probably more of a fan uh to the point in which my mom brought a Michael Buble CD into the house and he got frustrated with her (laughs) (laughs) I didn't Um, know that about him okay you'll have to talk about it with him yeah yeah I
1: will I will uh do you have a favorite cereal? cereal cereal no no i don't I don't love cereal. cereal is too sugary for me and gives me a headache and if it's not sugary then i it tastes gross so <laughs> i just i tend i'm more of a toast you know and or a croissant or something like that or a bagel. I'm more that way. I I just don't love cereal but if I had to pick one it would be Lucky Charms but you know I don't really eat it so.
0: I will say um, out of everyone who has answered this question yet we have never once gotten a I don't like cereal and when I wrote (laughs) these questions I thought people would say they didn't like cereal so I wrote a a second question and so it's if not what's your favorite breakfast food?
1: Yeah toast toast. Okay. I love a toast or bagel or something like that or even just a banana. I don't eat big breakfasts, so
0: yeah. Sure. I every episode yeah. when someone is about to answer this question I think like just say you don't like cereal because I, I want to ask it and know what people's favorite <laughs> breakfast
1: foods are. Well I'm uh, glad I could satisfy <laughs> that question for you.
0: <laughs> uh, now for the question that uh, you've been awaiting do you have a favorite breakfast or sorry That's the last one. Do you have a favorite dessert?
1: Yes. My all-time favorite dessert. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. It's an (laughs) almond croissant. It is my favorite thing ever. And um, getting a fresh one is wonderful. Panera used to have them, but they don't anymore. They just have chocolate. And I don't love the chocolate. I'd rather have a plain croissant than chocolate croissant. So I, the almond though, is so, so good. And I go to Trader Joe's in Rochester. or if I'm in Minneapolis, we'll go there too. But um, anyway, I'll get, get frozen almond croissants. And so tomorrow, tomorrow is my birthday. So that is what I save it for is Mother's Day and my birthday, and I make myself almond croissants. So I pull them out of the freezer and set them out on the counter, and they rise and then I cook them in the morning. So I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to it. So
0: um, so now for our final question, uh, if you had to recommend any icebreaker question, uh, what would it be? Um...
1: I thought of one earlier and now I can't remember. That's something about me. That's unique about me. I have no memory. <laughs> um, I'd say, um, what is your favorite? I don't know. I just, I think favorite movie. I think that tells a lot about somebody. Favorite movie or favorite movie genre. It um, tells a lot about what they enjoy and how their mind works and all those sort of things. So I think that would be it. I mean, is that too boring? That's kind of boring.
0: I don't. I, I don't think it, it is at all. Um,
1: all right. I
0: had that question in my first question set, so oh, I hope okay. it certainly isn't boring. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. um, so now from last week from the Cruzans. Um, we have, what are your interests slash, like, what do you like to do?
1: Um, I mentioned before, I like to sew. Um, I, my very favorite thing to do is sit out on the deck. So our back deck is really big. And, um, sitting out on the back deck in my chair when the weather is just like perfect, and the sun isn't too hot and everything. I go back there and I go and do um, a crossword and just enjoy myself. And, I, and Max, my dog comes and sits by me because he never leaves my side because he has emotional problems. But he's literally right next to me right now. But um, yeah, we, I'd go sit on the deck and do a crossword.
0: Sure. That one that question might have accidentally been uh from brother and I just sometimes forget to cross off the questions. Um, so <laughs> it's all good. So we actually have two more questions for you. Okay. Um okay. so first we have what was your favorite vacation that you've ever
1: been on? Favorite vacation? Yes. Um well you know, I I have a very, very large family. So we go on, we have family reunions um, with my mom and my stepfather and all my siblings and all their kids and all their kids' kids. So there are 65 of us now, um, but I am in charge of these reunions. And um, I, even though they're stressful, you know, to get everybody together, I thoroughly enjoy them. I find them to be great vacations. Um, we've been spoiled in the past to go on Disney cruises and you know what? They're just fun. <laughs> they are. I mean, if we were made of money, that would be something we do more often, but it is not the case. We are not made of money, so. <laughs> but um, Disney cruises were way fun, but honestly just spending time with family that I haven't seen in a while. Um, and that that's actually really enjoyable for me.
0: Sure. Uh, so now, uh, from Sister Cruzan, that was Brother Cruzan. Sister Cruzan uh, gave the sentiment that maybe sometimes, rather than asking questions, uh, we should sit in silence or just enjoy the silence and just have a smile on your face, just a gentle smile to ensure that people understand that you're a friendly soul. Um, So I don't know how well that can be just educated through audio. um, But we'll just take like just a few seconds of silence um, in memory of this question. Okay. And so then with that, um, I've never had that before. uh, So I'm just going with the flow. Whatever it comes, I'm good with it. Uh, So we're going to talk about you. Uh, So a few times we have talked about uh, like sewing, quilting stuff. Um, and I just cannot stress to our audience how amazing your work is. And uh, if, if I mean for phrasing wise, it was hard not to call it art over sewing. Uh, just well, the, the most amazing stuff. Um, so uh, I I just want to know. Uh, here, let me pull my questions. Uh, can you tell us about some of your projects that you've done?
1: Um, so I okay. So when I first got back from um, Oklahoma and we moved back to Wisconsin, um, Deanna Matthews, who, as I mentioned, is my sister, um, she wanted to do something for me for my birthday. And so she said, Erica, Lara Farley, who was in our ward before, Lara Farley is teaching a class at Olive Juice Quilts and I want to take this class with her, and I want you to come with me, and this will be your birthday gift, and I was like, that sounds awesome, and I have some sewing experience before that, you know, I've made my, I've made some clothes, I've made, you know, just various things, I know how to repair things, or whatever, anyway, so I have a sewing machine, I know how to use it, and all those things, so we, um, went and we did a sampler quilt um and Laura Farley is amazing like she just she'll blow you away with some of the creations she has but she taught um Deanna and I how to quilt and so we created this one quilt with um I think nine different patterns on it nine different blocks of um patterns So that was my first experience and that's when I got the bug. So that first one I made and I made it bigger to make it fit my king size bed. And then I was like, well, I need to make one for all of the kids. So I made one for Austin and he likes skulls. So I made him a skull one. Um, And then Sydney, she wanted whales. And so I made her whale one and Caden has, he loves bunnies and foxes. Well, he loves bunnies, but we figured fox is the opposite of a bunny because fox hunt bunnies. I mean, is that terrible to put the two together? Maybe, but nonetheless, we did it. So um, so I made him that quilt and then I made one with woodland creatures for Evie. And then, um, I've made several wall hangings, like for my parents live in Salt Lake in a condo, um, a temple square, and they don't have room for a Christmas tree. So I decided to make them a Christmas tree wall hanging, you know, quilting. So that was, that was fun. And I've been able to, I made them a valentine's one and I made them a summer one and I was thinking recently I should make them a fall one but I haven't done that yet (laughs) but anyway um I've made things like tree skirts and different things I just I like to create the the quilts too so I follow the pattern kind of I'm really bad at that it's kind of like with recipes when I'm cooking not when I'm baking baking I follow a recipe but um, with cooking and with the quilts too, I kind of give a general idea of what I want to do, or I get the basics from the the pattern, but then I make it into my own thing, you know, and create it the way I want to do it. So, um, I just create things and I, it's really fun for me. And, um, it also you wouldn't believe it, but quilting requires a lot of math. So, um, thinking about those things and just kind of using your brain and thinking about colors and all those things are just so fun. Um, anyway, and I just made a, made a quilt for Nick and I for our bed that I love. And then I just decided to make a quilt for my mom. My mom is um, starting to get dementia. And anyway, so I wanted to make something for her. She's um, often sitting on her chair, um, so I wanted to make her a blanket for her chair. But so anyway, it's just a really good creative outlet for me, and it helps me use my brain, and also um, it helps reduce anxiety for me. So when I'm feeling a lot of stress in something, or if I'm really sad, even, it really helps me focus, like, I'm putting all of my energy and focus into, um, into the quilts, or the sewing, or those details, and so it helps me push back all those feelings that are hard to deal with, so it's been very therapeutic for me. Sure, sure
0: um uh getting you oh sorry that's the last question uh what do you enjoy most about sewing
1: um like I said I think just the therapeutic part and just seeing the end result you know like when it's all put together and just the satisfaction of I made that I did that that's really awesome you know so I still have a lot to learn. You say that I do amazing, but I know people who do way more amazing. Mine are definitely not perfect, but I sure do enjoy making them and putting my love into them. So,
0: uh, Well, those are all the questions. You got really good, just then at looping together all my questions, which is all totally right. okay. <laughs> all right. uh, so those are all the questions. I'd like to wish you a very happy birthday.
1: Oh, thank um, you yeah so, 40, 42 tomorrow it's very exciting 42 years young yes 42. <laughs> i'm one i'm one who is always proud to be my age so okay. i like i like that i'm 42
0: i think it's That's great it. uh well thank you to everyone at home uh once again for tuning into today's episode and we'll see you next week